Welcome to the Electricians Co-op. I'm your host, Rob Russ. And I'm Jamie Small. On today's show, we have Michael Steckler from Tradeify. If you're an electrician that wants to simplify and streamline your operations, then Tradeify is the place to start. Tradeify is the easiest way to track everything everywhere. The app records notes, receipts, quotes, timesheets, contacts, all in one place, and much, much more. Michael is the CEO of Tradeify, and today he's going to share the background of the company and exactly how Tradeify can streamline your electrical business. Let's get started. Morning, Jamie. How are you, mate? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks, Rob. Are you, are you, have you recovered from your crazy drive all the way across the other side of Sydney to yeah, so uh, down to Cronulla? Point Piper to Cronulla. Got here in probably 43 minutes, which is a little fast, but... You're hoofing it, man. Yeah, I got here in the end. All right. How's business, mate? You got some new jobs over in that part of the world. That's, a, yeah. that's like the fanciest part of Australia that you're working in, in the most expensive street in yeah, Australia. Woolsey Road. So, um, short story. So, the client bought the house six months ago for $19 million. Just pocket change, right? I, hang, I just got that in the bottom of my, yeah. my cheap, cheap shorts here, man. Yeah. And Far six out. months later, did a reno and sold the same house for $33 million. Oh, my God. What was the renovation? Was it gold-plated guardrails or something? No, it, look, it looks like just a really nice house, but like the view's spectacular over the harbour. You've got the Harbour Bridge, Centrepoint Tower, and you know the Opera House. So it is amazing, but like the house is pretty good. Yeah, Not nothing special. No, nah, it's really nice, but nothing... Like ridiculous. Mm. Well, good day, Michael. Welcome. It sounds like that might be Tradeify's headquarters. Is it? Is that right? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> is that Michael's headquarters or not yet? Uh, no, not yet either. No, no, not. That sounds like quite a house. Thanks for having me on board, by the way. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Michael. I really appreciate it. No worries. And for the listeners, Michael's dialing in from Auckland today. So uh, two Aussies and a POM and from a Kiwi company. That's all, all good. How long have you been in New Zealand for, mate? So I've been in New Zealand for about two years. Mm-hmm. Do you like it? Two years today, in fact. Yeah, yeah. It's good. We're by the beach. It's nice. Kids are having fun. Yeah, it's cool. Excellent. And how does it compare to the UK? Because the weather in New Zealand can be pretty ordinary sometimes. <laughs> I see the path you're leading me down from Sydney. I, I heard you say earlier that it was raining there, but um, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the UK is not as bad as people make out, I don't think. I would say New Zealand in terms of temperature probably has the edge and it's a bit more sunshine hours for sure yeah. Michael, did you relocate to new zealand for work for tradeify or something else no my wife's actually a kiwi oh, yeah. um and she'd been out of new zealand probably for coming up to 20 years and just decided that as our kids got a bit older we'd give it a go and try a different try a different country oh good on um, you. yeah yeah here we are and she was with you in the uk and ha- you've gone home to new zealand with her now obviously that's is that how it worked Did well, I get that no right? no she i met her in the uk uh we spent the last four years or so living in the us actually oh, and right. then after that i think once she'd moved internationally once it sort of seems you know moving to another country seems fairly easy we thought well it's a good time to give uh, new zealand a go yeah very good very good and tell me has it been a uh, a good decision to go to new zealand and pick up the job and, and be working with tradeify tell us about that yeah, Tradeify's been great. So I've worked for sort of technology companies for a, for a long time now, more than 20 years. And um, I originally sort of joined the board of Tradeify probably about six months after moving here. Uh, love the products, um, love the problems that it solves. And I like things that touch lots of different customers where you see the impact. And you know, we have thousands of people using the products, which is cool. And our founder decided he wanted to sort of step back from the day to day, but still very much be involved. And so I stepped into the CEO role probably about eight months ago. Um, and it's a great team. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good fun. 
Nice one. I've uh, worked a couple of times with some Kiwi companies over the years, some technology and innovation companies in the days before 4G is prolific like it is now. And, you know, we're almost in 5 and 6G these days. There was a company called Tommy Zone and they were uh, building Wi-Fi networks really successfully there in New Zealand and got a little bit of uh, capital behind them and then came to Australia and I helped them launch there. And I worked with another Kiwi innovative company called Spider Tracks, who created some aircraft tracking systems. And it was during the mining boom here in Australia where everybody wanted to know where their personnel were so it right. was we put these little tracking devices in the uh, on the dashboard of these aircraft and helicopters and whatnot and uh, yeah huge innovation so I was fortunate enough to go back and forth to, to actually to Auckland uh, several times and be working with them and I was surprised that the the level of innovation there I don't know what I was thinking I didn't think it was good or bad but when I was working with these businesses I was really pleasantly surprised how uh, forward-thinking they were and how ahead of the curve they seemed to be compared to some of the Australian businesses I'd been working with previously. There's a lot of, um, I think there is a lot of innovation and creativity in the sort of Kiwi tech companies. I think they start off quite small with a really good focused idea in one area. I think that Xero, um, the accountancy software company, helped sort of generate this sort of momentum and interest behind sort of SaaS businesses, the software as a service companies, so companies like us that build apps mm. for a very specific industry. And uh, you see the huge amount of growth around that. So yeah, I think it's a pretty exciting time to be in, in New Zealand for that growth. Well, I think it comes down to the fact that if you can make your product or service work in New Zealand and in in such a small market, because there's just not that many people there, then right. the chances of it successful being successful elsewhere in bigger markets are, are much higher. Well, I also think because you don't have the population, you almost need to think about being global on the day you launch. Mm. So you have to think. So for a lot of Kiwi companies, that's Australia is obviously a really decent sized market. So you're straight away thinking, okay, can I solve a problem for Australians? And if I can't, then maybe I haven't got the right product. And so I think that sort of global outlook whilst building the sort of tech and product engineering here in New Zealand um, is a really great possibility. And that's where we're seeing some of that um, interest around Kiwi tech right now. Nice. You mentioned before, Rob mentioned before, you're actually the CEO of Trader4. What does your day look like day to day in terms of like your role and what do you do to sort of promote and grow the business? I think it's a combination of, um, there's a lot of people stuff, which is a, a, a great part of the, the job. So a lot of spending the, team, the time with the team and, and figuring out, um, I think, short term what we're doing. So making sure we're hitting the numbers and doing the things that we said we'd do within this month. Uh, and then there's a chunk of time that I always spend thinking about, okay, what does the next three years look like? And are we doing things that make sure we're going to be ahead of the curve as we go through the, the next sort of six months or so? Um, there's an element of thinking, we're a very data-driven business. So I spend a lot of time looking at whether it's customer feedback. So we have a, give you a sense, we use a piece of software that tracks customer sentiment and we actually get comments from all of our customers that come through regularly. Uh, I actually read every single comment because they're really insightful. Sometimes people tell us that there's things that aren't good about the products, which are, even more useful or they tell us things that they do like um, so there's a lot of time spent on that um, looking at other things in terms of thinking about our product roadmap what should we be building are we on track not on track um, so it's a really mixed um, one of the reasons I love this job is you sort of on one hand you're thinking about sales and driving revenue numbers and all that stuff and then on the other hand you're digging into sort of what's the product we should be building um, and then what does it look like in three years time and what are the problems we could solve there so um, quite a mixed day and it, it, it varies by day in terms of how much time I spend on that stuff but um, yeah it's good fun 
Yeah, interesting dynamic and an interesting uh, dichotomy of roles that you have there as well. They're two very different yeah. things, aren't they? You've got the creative and the analytic all at once, which is uh, pretty interesting. That's a rare thing to have in, in a role, especially as a CEO role as well. Normally, you're kind of just looking at the numbers and the data and figuring out how to grow the business and to do those sorts of things. But have one foot in the camp of creativity must be good fun as well. Tell me, mate, how has COVID impacted your business? Has it uh, not impacted it? Has it grown it? Because uh, we've talked to a couple of other SaaS companies and they seem to have grown throughout this last year because it's been about a year since all of this COVID stuff kicked off in the middle of March last year. I think it's been, it's been um, you know, there's definitely downsides to COVID, obviously really big ones. And, uh, you know, I think for us, though, we have seen growth through this period, um, I think, which was a surprise. And I think that's driven by partly by our customers, right? I think a lot of tradies have also seen growth in this period, depending on the country for a variety of different reasons. Um, I think the other reason we've grown is that a lot of people have stopped in the periods where there's been lockdowns and looked at their business and said, okay, how can I be more efficient and do things differently with this time that I have when I'm not on the tools? And that's, again, generated more interest in in companies like Tradeify. So, you know, touch wood for us so far this year, it's been really good. Um, But there obviously are downsides, right? Not every single trades company or or company we work with is, is... fed it as well and we've kept an eye on that but generally speaking I feel pretty good about it yeah, nice. It's uh, great, great to hear. Great to hear. And I guess uh, the the benefit of having a SaaS company is that you're online already, right? So uh, you're not really impacted by the external factors of the economy as well. And I've got a couple of different businesses, right, and right. the ones that are uh, online have not really been affected at all. But the photography and wedding photography business that we had completely died uh, because it's completely reliant on events and whatnot as well. As I uh, booked this interview uh, for to do this with you today, uh, one of your team members, Richie, he mentioned to me that you guys had this thing called the pulse and i just wanted to get your feedback on that because i went away and looked at that and i was like well that's a really cool idea that was really cool i just wanted to allow you the opportunity to share that with the audience here yeah so about six months ago when we were you know thinking about what does covid mean for for tradies and for our customers we said why don't we just do a survey and find out what's really to your question like how has it affected the businesses that are our customers and so we did a survey to asked them a number of questions about how they felt about COVID. And it was generally very positive. And so we said, look, why don't we make this a six monthly thing? Because our customers told us they found it useful to understand how other trades companies were faring. Um, so the survey really asked some questions around how do you feel about the impact of COVID on your business and goes into some details. Broadly speaking, if you look at Australia, about 66% of all the people that, that took part in the survey, and we're talking about hundreds, hundreds of tradies took part, um, felt positive about 2021 and the outlook, um, which has improved since the last survey, which was really good to see. Um, electricians as a, as a category uh, were actually one of the most positive groups. Um, so that was that was really great. Yeah, that was good to see. And there are there are some other big themes that came out of it around how people are thinking about hiring. You know, what we had seen is that a lot of people are still 53% of uh, respondents still plan to hire this year, which is great. And there was quite a big theme this time around around apprenticeships. Um, and a number of companies that are thinking about bringing in apprentices into their business. So so overall, it was a very positive response. And if you asked me six months ago, at the end of the last uh, survey, I think one of the common themes was we were all kind of saying, we just don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know what will happen in six months based on the economy and other stuff. Um, so we've been pretty pleased with the results. Very good. Is that something you plan to continue doing? Yep. Yep. Richie would have to tell you the exact date, but I think I've held him to every six months. We'll, we'll keep doing this because uh, we also changed some of the questions to get insight into different areas. So I mentioned hiring. Uh, that was one that we were interested in. Like, are people still hiring? How they think about growing their business? And, and that's come through in this survey, but that's definitely a focus. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, love the, I love the name of it, The Pulse. 
uh, because you got your finger on the pulse of actually what's going on there. And, and I thought that was really yeah. clever. Yeah. And, and it was just a reminder not to believe what you see, hear and read in the mainstream media because they're out there to get you click and they're out there to create doom and gloom to make things really bad to get you to talk about their stuff. But when you go out there and ask real people, and Jamie and I have experienced this on the podcast, they're people's businesses are doing okay. A lot of businesses, depending on what sector they're in, of course, but as a rule of thumb, electricians have done pretty well out of COVID uh, the world over, because I've spoken to a bunch of people in the US and the UK and whatnot as well. And your your little report there, The Pulse, tells us the same thing. So don't believe the mainstream media and all the doom and gloom all the time, right? Well, I think that was the purpose of doing was to really get what was happening on the front line and really understand whether um, we should be concerned or not. And, and you're right, actually, even in the UK, the sentiment is, is less positive than Australia for obvious reasons, but it's still fairly positive. And that's been uh, that has been great to see. And, and I think this started with COVID as a, as a theme, but the pulse for us as a report will be exactly what you're describing. It actually will be about what's really going on in the field. And then what can we do as a business to help address some of those issues or things? And let's hope that in a year's time, it's not called, not related to COVID. Yeah. That question goes away. But the question, which is, how do you feel about the next rest of the year from a business perspective? is still an important question we'll keep asking. Michael, I know earlier on in the podcast, I spoke about what you guys do, but do you mind sharing in your own words about what you sort of stand for in terms of the trade industry and particularly for electricians in terms of your product? Yeah, so Tradeify is, um, our whole intention is to provide an all-in-one app that pretty much runs your business and runs your business from the moment you interact with a customer to the moment you then start working or send them a quote for a job, then actually start managing your team. If you have a team, you know, timesheets, scheduling of the team within the app, right through to final payment. So sending an invoice to that customer and then getting paid. Um, principally, our, our, the whole architecture of the app is that you can do everything um, either on a mobile device or back in the office, uh, depending on your setup. Um, and that's really the principle. So what we're, one, of the, one of our sort of phrases we use in the company is um, giving tradies their life back uh, with the intention that if we can remove that kind of admin time, I mean, that's the thing we see is that most tradies, they want to be on the tools. They don't want to be doing spreadsheets or trying to figure out how to send an invoice. So we built a piece of software, you know, an app that can pretty much do all that stuff for them and just save tons of time, which you can either spend that time growing your business or actually spend that time with family fishing, playing football, whatever it is that you're, you're into, right? And that's that's our intention. So yeah. what's the process look like? If someone was um, keen to sort of get on board, is it just a matter of downloading the app and subscribing? How does it work? Yes, yeah, so we've got a pretty simple model. You either download the app from the App Store, whichever app store you're on, or go to our website and you get a two-week, 14-day uh, free trial. So you can play around with the app, use it, see if you like it. And if you like it, you can either um, directly upgrade to a paid subscription um, or you can speak to one of our team will help on board you and train you in the product. I mean, one of, one of the things we see is there are a lot of um, our trades customers that are using pen and paper. So actually it seems intimidating to actually use a, a business app uh, to run their business. So we actually have a team that help sort of, you know, we say on board, but really train people to use the app and use the bits they really care about. They don't have to use all the features. Um, so it's a really simple process and you can also give us a ring and talk to one of the team and, um, and use it that way. Good stuff. All right, let's take a little break and we'll find out some more about Tradeify and how it actually helps tradies and electricians and where it sits in the market. We'll be right back. there Rob Russ here if this is your first time here at the electricians co-op welcome it's great to have you here and if you're back for more welcome back thanks for your loyalty 
If you like what you hear on today's show, make sure you share this podcast with your mates who are electricians. Jamie and I want to reach as many people as we can with the Electricians Co-op, and we want to help more people to break through to the next level in their business and their life. So, Michael, Tradeify, how long have you been around for? So, Tradeify was founded around 2010. Uh, I, sort of, I mentioned this earlier. Curtis, who was the original founder, was an electrical engineer, um, taught himself to code. He got really frustrated with the sort of quoting, sending invoices, the whole kind of admin side of the business, and decided to build an app to solve for his own company. And as he built that app, he realized, actually, this is quite good. I could probably give up the uh, electrical engineer and do this full time, which is kind of what he did. He raised some money and um, built a team and, and here we are today. So, yeah. Very nice. And how many countries does it operate in at the moment? So we're in about 25 countries. Wow. Um, so we have customers all over the world, uh, which is which is pretty cool to do that for New Zealand. Yeah, absolutely. Is there, a, is there a common theme amongst those 25 countries or is it all sorts of businesses? Because I know when SaaS products are created, I mean, he's built it for himself there in the back end all those years ago, a decade ago, and it's built for electrical engineers and that type of thing. But then it can be manipulated into literally hundreds of other things. Is there one common type of trade that you guys have or that you focus on? Yeah, so we tend to, um, we pretty much work across most industries in the trade. So electricians, plumbers, HVAC, probably three very big categories, landscapers, roofers, and it goes right across the board. Um, But principally, we tend to be towards companies that are between one and 20 people. Um, that's our kind of sweet spot, really, where we aim the aim the products. Um, and some of those companies that have 20 people have a back office, office manager person that's running the account side of it, bookkeeper. And there's others that are just sole traders on their own that also use the product to great effect. So say if you're already using another product and you wanted to come across the Tradeify, what does that look like? Um, that's part of kind of the onboarding experience. It's pretty easy. Um, so if you're already integrated into an accountancy package like a Xero or Myob or QuickBooks or one of those, that's actually quite a seamless transition to do that. Um, if we're using a, a competing product, again, we just help with that onboarding to make sure you don't lose customer data or things like that that you might have that you need to pull across. Um, so it's, it's pretty seamless and getting easier. Yeah, I suppose that we've been using another product for a while now, where it's almost like it's just in in our DNA. And I sort of I'm a little bit scared about going across another product. And so for the guys out there listening, is it seamless? Like, is it is it one of those things that you can sort of make happen quite easily? Can I understand the trepidation that you have because that's what <laughs> yeah, you use yeah, is yeah, like yeah, deeply yeah, ingrained. It's, in- it's, I'm just so used to using it now. Yeah, um, and I'd, I'd like to learn more about it. Hence the question. Yeah, I think it's a really fair question as much as we think about it as the cost to switch. Like we all use products that uh, do what we need them to do, right? And there maybe are better products, but we just can't be bothered to go to the effort and to learn a new product, use a new product. Um, I think it is because the things that you're doing, the way that our product's built, there's sort of two things we focus very heavily on. One is the ease of use. So just doing things really simply and not being too feature heavy, right? Just the stuff that you really need to get done. Um, and the other thing is a sort of the, what we think of as the, the user interface, the look and feel. So it's pretty intuitive for, and it's built for tradespeople. We've done tons of research, speaking to thousands of tradies to understand what they need from the product. Um, but ultimately, you know, if I was to give you a shorter answer, it would be like do a two-week trial where you maybe expose it to a few staff members and, and you just see like, is this better? And there definitely will be some things that you'll feel friction because you're just not used to it. Um, I think that's, you know, it'd be, it'd be naive of me to say, no, it's easy and it'd be, you know, a walk in the park because there will be things that are different to the products you might use today. Um, but we, we recommend a two-week trial and then, you know, from that, 
Um, if you enjoy that trial, then upgrade to a paid subscription and we can help with the transition. Yeah, so for anyone out there using pen and paper and text messages, please... Stop it. Stop. Stop it. Use one of these products immediately <laughs> because the first month or so might be tough, but it will completely transform your life. And I know you stand by that, Michael, so... I was in that situation probably about five years ago and I would not change back to pen and paper ever. It's just part of the business. You don't have to use all of the features, right? You can yeah. you can come into Tradeify and, you, and it's worth its price, even just to use the quoting as an yeah. example. You may just use it to quote or just to check through your stuff. And then once you get comfortable with that, you then move to start using other features. Um, so I, I, I wholeheartedly, we've never seen anyone that's transitioned from pen and paper kind of look back. Um, all, the, all the customer comments I see are generally like, oh, wow, I can't believe I didn't do this two years ago. I'm saving tons of time and all that kind of stuff, which is great. And you across Android and Apple? Yep. Okay, cool. Excellent. Hey, Michael, you kind of touched on it just briefly, but I think it's one of the most important things that you guys have is like an onboarding team, right? So if I was coming from another piece of software or coming from another system, doesn't matter if it's software or Excel or pen and paper, um, to pick up and move somewhere like that could be scary. And now for an IT guy like myself and for somebody like you that's in in that space and you've got visibility of everything's going on, it's easy for you and me to say, well, you know, it's not such a big deal. We just pick up the database and move it over here and we integrate it blah 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 we do all that stuff but for somebody that doesn't know about that or how to do that that could be very intimidating and i think that that's the uh one of the choke points if you like in people making the decision to go from one piece of software to another because i've got three thousand customers on this piece of software i'm on here now i love your product i think it's really good but how am i going to transition all of that it's pretty easy can you maybe just expand upon that a little bit more because it is pretty easy to do it's just matching the databases and the fields and there's a bit of work to do but as a rule of thumb it's not that bad yeah it's it's, it's a pretty simple process but i think we we've, we've appreciated pretty early on that there's help required because you have got people using pen and paper and, and it is intimidating so we go through a couple of steps the sales team you know the first person you speak to a tradeify they're going to ask some questions to understand like what do you need out of the product and therefore, you know, what are you looking to transition? So at least we can make sure it's number one fit for purpose. It's the right product for the for the customer. And then we onboard you to a customer success team. Um, and their whole remit is the things you're describing is to make sure we can help, whether it's plugging into an accountancy package, whether it's moving some data across into Tradeify, um, help sort of handhold someone through that process and almost help them manage to do that. Um, and it's not a one call thing. If someone needs more than one call, then we're completely open to that. And we also do regular check-ins with our customers. So once you've been on board for a month and then another sort of two months after that, you'll get a check-in from us and you don't have to speak to us if you don't want to, but if you want to, you can check in with someone again to make sure that the product's working. And we have a pretty good coverage support line as well. So if there's any an issue, you can always hit us up on support and we'll respond to those inquiries. So there's quite a high level of customer support at Tradeify and that's um, sort of embedded in how we how we focus on things. I'm so glad that you said that because many times, even earlier in the week, I uh, purchased a piece of software and I thought, you know what, this thing's not working for me. Why can't I just get on the bloody phone and talk to somebody? I just want to talk to another, yeah. another because I can sol- I know that you can solve my problem on the end of the phone, like in just in a heartbeat because you've seen it all before, but I can't seem to find the FAQ or I can't, find the video or I can't get help where I am. So I'm so glad that you said that and, and that you guys are available via the telephone. That's uh, a really good thing. Tell me, do you have any partners that will help you get set up? I know there's a lot of consultants out there. Um, there's a lot of uh, tradie type coaches out there that will help you get on board with a particular piece of software. But do you guys have a formal version of that at all? 
We don't, we, Tradeify is a really, when I, when I talked earlier about how easy it is to use, um, generally speaking, you know, our supposition is the way we build the product that you should be able to pick it up and use it either on your own or if not, then as, as described with us, we should be able to help you get through that process. So you shouldn't need um, a partnership in that way. There are companies that do work with us and, and help with that with some companies, but generally speaking, it's a really intuitive app. I mean, I think if, if you did a trial, um, there'll be things that you'd need some help with, but generally speaking, it's built to be be able to be used by the user and remove that kind of friction that might exist. I suppose when you buy like a, a new phone, there's no training involved in that. I suppose that's similar to what you're up there, Michael. Well, the challenge I give the product team is to say, uh, I've always had a bit of a principle, which is if you need to read, read the instruction manual, um, I shouldn't say this to, <laughs> to an electrician, but because it's not true for certain things, it's dangerous. But if you, if you need to read the instruction manual, then like, it's not a very good product. And I'm talking there more about consumer technology stuff. Like if I buy a TV and I need to read the instruction manual about how to use it, then it's probably not that well built okay. um, and it's not that intuitive. And so with Tradeify, we're sort of trying to go down that. We obviously do have instruction manuals and help articles and all that stuff. But the end game is like try and make it as easy as possible so that the navigation the way the, the, the user flow, all those things correspond to how you work with your customers and how you work with your team. Uh, if we can crack that, then actually don't need instruction manuals. I say that as in that's the goal. Clearly, some people still need more help because they're just not using apps day in, day out. Um, so for all the electricians out there listening, if you need to pick up the instruction manual, you're in trouble. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be an electrician. <laughs> no, I, qualify, I qualified that. <laughs> Another way to describe what you just said is you just keep clicking stuff until it works. And if there's not too many clicks, it'll work pretty soon. So it makes it easy. Good stuff. If, right? you've ever seen, if, uh, if any of my family were on this call, they would say, well, have you ever seen me put IKEA furniture together? they would always say that I should read the instruction manual because I usually put it together very quickly and then have to take the whole thing apart. So, um, yeah, I'm talking more about your example, smartphones, you know, those types of devices. If you're really having to wade through kind of PDFs or whatever it is yeah. instruction manuals, then it's not, but it's not that user-friendly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, good stuff. All right, let's take a little break. Michael, you've covered a, a lot of ground here on what the actual software can do, but is there one big problem that stands out to you amongst all the thousands of users that you've got that it actually seems to solve? Is it the invoicing, the rostering, the quoting? What What is the one common thing that is like maybe the most used feature that you have? I think one of the things we, we see a lot of usage around scheduling of companies that have a team of people. So, you know, allow, seeing where they are, managing timesheets, you know, a silly example is, you know, in the old days, you might get a job come through and you're trying to work out who to give that job to. You might have to ring someone and see where they are. You know, within Tradify, you can see up in a map and say, oh, actually, I can allocate this piece of work directly to this, this person. Um, just having visibility of also the work that's coming up over the next month to six months even, right within a schedule, um, is pretty useful. So that's quite a use feature. I think one of the other things we've seen a big shift towards is just automation of quotes and invoices. So one of the biggest pain points we see with our customers is just, just getting paid on time. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, they don't want to waste time having to chase payment. So Tradeify automatically sends out the invoice. And then if the invoice isn't paid, it sends out an automatic reminder. Same thing with quotes, that whole automation. I think that those two areas are probably the most used features, right? It's just really being able to quote very quickly um, and then send automated reminders to the end customer to, hey, accept the quote and at the other end of the value chain, make sure you get paid. Makes sense. So you mentioned before it's got a tracker. So can you see where the guys using the app are um, day to day? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really handy thing because instead of calling three or four guys on the road, oh, where are you? You simply look at the app, then you call yeah. the guy that's closest to the job, which is really handy. 
It's a really good feature. The guy on the job's not worried about being tracked. Like, <laughs> hang on, man. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, that's the thing. Our guys actually turned it off because, and I actually turned it off myself because um, one of the guys. Because you're here recording podcasts and you're supposed to be on the tools. No, I was in a cafe once. <laughs> I was actually, no, sorry. I was working in a cafe. And the guys ring me up and go, oh, you're ha- having a coffee, are you? I'm like, no, I'm actually working. <laughs> no. Cafe. Love it. No. <laughs> so I had to take my status off so they couldn't see what I'm doing. Just didn't put it back on after that. Yeah. Is there some features inside the software? I know I also have a software business. Uh, so we build a, a browser extension for people doing SEO to help them. But it's made for folks that are doing SEO, not for right. business owners, so to speak. So it's, it's quite yeah. technical and it's... Uh, and one of the things that uh, my brother and I always do and we talk about when we're, when we're working on the browser extension is, I've got this really awesome idea and we're going to do this and, we're gonna, and this thing's going to help us make 500 new sales and we're going to do this and you roll the feature out and there's like crickets and no one really yeah. cares yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, it's such a frustrating thing as a SaaS business. So I, I'm, really, I'm really happy to hear right at the top of the show, you mentioned you spent a lot of time reading the user feedback because that's what really dictates your development horizon, not some, cran- not some crazy fancy feature that I think that I can come up with that I think the audience want. I, I don't know what the audience want. You've got to ask them for it. But is there some features inside of that that maybe have been built like that over the years that people don't know about that are underutilized, which are really handy and useful? It's a really good question and a really good point. We track something called adoption as well. So we look at how often the features used. One of the ones that is used, it's used re- a reasonable amount, but probably not as well known as inquiries. And so inquiries is really simple. So when you get a phone call, an email, someone visits your website, whatever it might be. So in a customer, as in an end consumer wants some work done, then they get in touch with you. Um, one of the things we can do is just port that straight into Tradeify. So you just bring that customer information, whether it's an email address, work, put it straight into Tradeify, and that then becomes a customer record, which when you go to quote, when you start the job, when you send an invoice, you've already got all that built into the app straight from the get-go. Um, and that's a really, really useful feature. And actually what we're seeing more of our customers use it for is actually to generate, help generate work and think about inquiries in that way because actually that's really a, a record, you know, a marketing record essentially you can use in the future. So um, inquiries I think is a, is one of the probably slightly less known features because lots of our traders are going straight to quote and starting their journey within Tradeify from quote versus from inquiry. What do you mean they use it to generate more business? So you've got their record, so it's something that you can follow up with rather than you, you just got the phone up, call. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, versus it being there's a phone call and emails come in, you've either responded or not, and then it's sort of gone dead. Whereas with Tradeify, you've actually got a record of it there, so it helps prompt you to take some form of action. Um, and I think that's where we're going to see, you know, I think from the Pulse report even, there was definitely a focus in Australia from our sort of tradies on growth for this year. And, um, you know, I think using inquiries in a smart way is going to be a, a really good way to do that. It's just a better customer. In, in the end, as an end customer, uh, it's just a better experience um, if someone's communicating with you electronically, right, as a trades business. Makes sense. So I know you read a lot of the feedback from the customers, Michael. What is what is everyone asking for? Yeah, what's on that development yeah, horizon? What's, what's they, in the can you share? Line? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you one because I'll, t- I'll tell you one that I know we're building. So oh, <laughs> beautiful. So when I first, when I came into Tradeify, one of the things I, I read a comment that said, uh, we really want Google Calendar to be integrated with your scheduling. And to me, that was like, uh, well, that seems like a no-brainer. Why haven't we done that? And, and the team were like, yeah, it's come up a few times. Um, that came up a lot and we're in the middle of building that one and that will launch that fairly soon. So there's things like that. Occasionally, there's things like very specific certificates, again, for different... Um, different groups that we, we, and we will do that work. So we will do certs for different industries and actually even sometimes for different countries, like we're doing UK specific certs for 
um, some UK customers, as an example. Um, so there's those types of things. Uh, sometimes there's very specific things for a company around like how we schedule and, and, and all that. But uh, yeah, they're probably a couple of good examples. So just just to be clear, with the Google calendars, if I book in a job with, say, you, Michael, you'll get a reminder on your calendar so I don't need to text and remind you that I'm coming. Is that right? Well, it's, um, I don't want to get this wrong now because the product team, because they're still, they're still building it. Uh, and there are some things where there's some things that we have some limitations because of Google versus limitations because yeah. of us. Um, but essentially it's a way of taking your schedule out of Tradeify and then populating that so you don't miss appointments when you look at your calendar. So for a lot of people, the first thing they look at is their Google calendar. And obviously if the two things aren't synced in some way, so we can actually, we can help with that and make sure there's visibility, visibility across both of those schedules. Yep. It's always one of those things that like, you just integrate it with the calendar, man. It'll be easy. Like nothing's easy. Nothing's five minutes. It's like a five week development cycle to do something like that. And you roll the feature out and they're like, oh yeah, that's good. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's, like, it's a lot. It's a, well, that's the thing. It's a lot. It's a bigger deal than everyone thinks. And yeah. as you say, one of, one of the things right. we're going to be really interested in is we're going to, once we launch it, it's like how many people actually use it. I think there's an element of you're always taking risk and we, we can't expect all of our features to get mass adoption but um, if we get to a certain threshold we'll be happy well it's a calculated risk because people are asking for it so they want it so obviously it's um, it's something that they need so hopefully it works yeah dead right there's yeah, a percentage yeah. of people there in the audience that are asking for it so yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point yeah Michael you, you know exactly where you sit in the market in relation to your competitors is there anything that you want to share about your product and your service that can kind of really delineate uh, you between them yeah, I think the number one thing we hear, like our, our product promises to be the fastest, easiest, and simplest app to use. Um, and that's how we design and think about everything we do. So I think, you know, it's kind of like the best way we'll do. We'll do free trials. It's the best way to see whether actually that's true or not. And so simple UI, flexible across all devices. One of the other things we do, some of our competitors have very strong products on one device uh, we've intentionally made sure that it's available because you know some of your field workers right are going to be on a samsung device and someone else might be an apple device have yeah. an ipad or something else so it works seamlessly across all devices and that's been that's been really really important and the final thing i would say is that you know most of what we do is built based on deep research with tradies so asking them the features they want making sure it matches their business and so it's intuitively designed to be the flow of how a trades business works and also how you work with your end customers and they're probably the three big things that we're still focused on all right let's take a little break and sum up the show as always we cover a lot of ground in these podcasts in a short amount of time and i guess the best way to find out if this product is for you dear listener is to go away and get a free trial there's a free two-week trial right there for you just take a little peek at the show notes and you can find all of those links michael is there anything else that you wanted to add or um, i mean we covered a lot of ground there is there something that maybe we missed out that you forgot that you just kind of came to mind and you want to share or are we good no I, th- I think we covered everything i mean like the main thing is if you're on pen and paper you know you won't regret it Give stop it, it. Go and we'll help with that and <laughs> yeah. the other thing is we have got a uh, special promo for electrician co-op listeners Excellent. so if you did want to do a trial and then yes. sign up just type in i think you put it in the show notes probably but test yes. uh T-E-C-O-50 is the code. And so this is exclusive to the co-op listeners. Just want to make it that is. very clear. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Thank you for that. It's 50% off for three months. Beautiful. So, yeah. Thanks for that, Michael. That's a nice little deal right there, Jamie. Uh, you know, is, is that tempting? 
Mate, it is. I'd have to speak to you off air and sort of work out how we could actually get from my program to your program. But yeah, certainly keen to talk about it. Yeah, I'd love to use you as a use case and you can tell the, tell the listeners whether it was uh, it works or not. Yeah, 100%. Please do that for sure. See, that is going to bribe you to be the, the user <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. That's the way the SaaS companies do it. That's beautiful. I'm easily bribed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it easily. No, Michael, in all seriousness, uh, we really appreciate you doing that for our listeners. Um, and that's a nice, healthy discount there. So thanks so much for that if people want to connect with the pulse and find out more about that and, and to read more about that what's the best way to do that probably the easiest way is just type in tradeify pulse in google yep. and you'll get it will come up top list and you can download the report from there okay excellent and and i'll i'll dig out those links for the listeners and pop them in the show notes as well and and if people want to find out more about you or connect with you michael what's the best way is that via linkedin or some other way yeah, LinkedIn or um, via TradeFiHQ.com, either or. All right, too easy. And what, what's your preferred social media there at Tradeify? Is it Insta, Facey, YouTube? What's your preferred one? We actually use all three pretty evenly. Um, I think it depends on the country. We see a lot of uh, Insta and YouTube in the UK, for example, is slightly heavier yep. um, for sure, but we're pretty much across all, all three. Okay, and I'll make sure we're all linked up to all of those social media accounts. Thank you so much for coming on, Michael. It's been great and really appreciate you sharing uh, the inside working knowledge of Tradeify and everything that you guys have got going on. Jamie, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way? Via Instagram at Promage Electrical, the community, which is generating a little bit of momentum. We're trying to get more active on that or via Facebook. Excellent. And I'd love a connection via the Instagrams as well. Rob.Bruss77 or in the community, just theelectriciansco-op.com forward slash free. I'll put the right link in the show notes. Michael, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it, mate. We'll get this uh, podcast put out for you and share it around our community amongst the electricians. And hopefully we can generate some business for you as well. If you've got any new feature sets coming up or there's any news you want to share with us about the Pulse, feel free to reach out and we'd love to have you back on and to share it with the community here in Australia. We'd love to do that for you. Great. Thanks for having me on board. Been good. good Thanks, stuff. Michael. Cheers. Appreciate it. All right. Before All right. we close out the show, Jamie, you've got the parting comment today. What have you got for us, mm-hmm. mate? Don't be pushed around by your fears in your mind. Be led by the dreams in your heart. Oh, baby. These parting <laughs> comments are going so deep, man. Got yeah, baby. Follow your heart. All right, gentlemen, let's get out of All here. Right. We'll see you soon. Bye see for now. Guys. Thank you. See ya. Bye. It's getting closer to midnight. To get closer to you Drinking courage from my red cup now I will soon make a move Ooh, I can taste it The bittersweetness of taking a shot A risk we're taking If it's a shot of
Cause I, I 